for the Stafford Boxing Club Incorporated, our nonprofit organization, which is a yearly mentoring program for at-risk youth in the community. So we will be able to teach financial literacy, communication, discipline, decision-making, as well as campaigning for a premium education. These are the foundation for the Stafford Boxing Club, these 20 mentees in our program here at Panola Way Elementary School. 20 years from now, Stafford Boxing mentees will be known across the world. Hello everyone and welcome to this Stafford show. We're great to have you all. We're so blessed and honored and very grateful for you all. We're also grateful for Talk and Fight giving us an opportunity as always, so thank you. And today my husband is gonna start off talking. There's some sad news and we are going to dedicate the Stafford show to a young gentleman whom I met through my husband. And before my husband says anything, what I would like to say um, about Todd is his name. He's, he was living in Texas. He was actually the first young man that I had taken a liking to who lives who who was at the time living in Texas and Houston. Houston excuse me and also when we used to talk he was more so of a brother and he listened and he treated me with the utmost respect and he also blessed us with no hesitation. And from what I could see from hearing what Todd would say, and then from what my husband has told me, he had a big heart and he was always helping people. So if you were his friend and family, he made sacrifices definitely for his family to better his family and he put aside things that he wanted to do or things that he knew he should do because of the love that he had for his family so we are dedicating the stafford show to a big-hearted young man that i had not gotten the pleasure to meet in person and I thought we would have, but we have talked on the, talked on the phone many a times. Maybe you did get to meet Todd. No, I didn't. Oh, that one time. Oh Tony yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I'm sorry. He did because because you all went out. I totally forgot that time. Yes, I, I apologize. He did come. It was just for a short moment. Him and my husband, y'all went out to a restaurant. Man, I forgot about that. mental illness is truly an issue in our community. And uh, just got word that Todd Jackson off of Yellowstone Ward Street has passed and he was taken away in his sleep by his son. 
and his son has mental illness. Um, when he hear voices and stuff like that, you know, I guess he heard them voices or whatever, but I'm so heartbroken right now. I really am. I'm, I'm heartbroken because like, man, so, so let me tell you how I met Todd his family. So back in the day, my mother abandoned me in Houston. She left her and her husband and my sisters moved to Atlanta. I was in Houston by myself. I was 16 years old and I ended up getting into some trouble, hanging around some people. We did some illegal activities. And so I was bound over to the state of Texas. And being that I was 16 years old, I um, didn't go to the, uh, the, the Harris County Jail, but I went to the Juvenile Detention Center. I think it's off of West Dallas, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, I ended up getting bound over because the seriousness of the charges, I ended up getting bound over to the state of Texas. And I ended up entering what they call TYC, Texas Youth Commission. So I got sent to Brownsville, Texas. And that's like the holding center where they decide where they're gonna send you. So I had some people coming to, the, to my room they said they had wanted to meet with me, whatever. And so they asked me where I wanna where I wanna go. I said, send me back to H Town. And so I ended up uh it was it was a total of five treatment centers that was reached out. The first four they denied me. And they told me they said if we're gonna contact this last uh, facility and if they don't wouldn't it was a resident residential treatment center for uh you know behavior problems etc so the lady was like we accept them so but they told me they said if this lady don't accept you then you're going across the street and across the street it was the youth penitentiary i'm talking about they had dude up there in the towers with the gun they were walking a single file line, barbed wires, everything. It was it was the real deal. It just went youth or house. So I ended up going to this residential treatment center in Houston, Texas. Back in the day, it was called CADI Child Adolescent Development Incorporated. Now this 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 residential treatment center really helped me in so many ways. Uh, it helped me to be able to deal with you know emotional trauma. And it also had another level that when you finish or elevate in the program, you can experience the independent living. So independent living, they had like a condo. So me and this other dude named Nick was at the condo. But anyway, uh, the center uh, was a beacon of hope in the community, a pillar in the community, and it employed a lot of people. So one of the people I was employed was Miss Davis, and Miss Davis had a daughter named God bless Miss Davis, and Vita Vita Jackson, 
which is Todd Mama. And so Vita worked there, her mama worked there, uh, Mr. Baker, who played at TSU, he worked there. It was just a family affair. So Vita was very well liked. Uh, she took a liking to me. I really, to this day, I just got off the phone with her. I look, I look at her as a mother figure. And we just all stayed in contact. And when I graduated from CADI, I was just shipped to Atlanta. And so over the years, we would just stay in contact. And once I graduated and went off to college, and I graduated from McCook Community College in McCook, Nebraska, then I came back to Houston. And so I wanted to go to TSU, and I did end up going to TSU for like, a, I think, a semester or two. So I had came to Vita. I was like, Vita, this is what I'm trying. I had nowhere to go, but I wanted to further my education. And Todd told Vita, like, Vita, let Percorn stay here. And all the other family members had issue with me being there because they felt like, who am I, you know, because I wanted to go get me an education. And they thought I was better than everybody, but I, I wasn't. I just wanted to go to school and learn. But Todd stuck up for me. And uh, and I love Todd, man. And we always, man, we it was so much we didn't, man. So, So Todd, like, you know, just, we just became brothers, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's my brother, I love him. So, so about, a, about, a, about two years ago, Todd came to Atlanta. He didn't tell nobody he was coming to Atlanta. He just jumped in the rock in the car and just drove down here. And he hit me up. He was like, Furcorn, I'm in Atlanta, where you at? Start, stop playing. And so, man, he pulled up on me, man. We went out to eat. And we had a good time, man. We had a good time. And um, but Todd had a son who had uh, mental health issues. And he would hear voices and stuff like that. And, you know, a lot of family members told Todd to put him in a state facility, but but Todd wouldn't give up on his son. So, you know, man, it's just it's tough. Like, I don't really have. I, I have a handful of people who I know really love me and like, I know my wife is one, Mama B, Vita, Todd. Like, I know they love me, like, they love me. So I was on the phone talking to Vita I just said, man, I ain't trying to question daddy, man. I'm not. But like, 
what Todd grandchild gonna do now? You know, now his son gotta go through the legal system. They charging him with murder. Now he's gonna be bind over to the state forever. He's gonna be in a mental hospital. Cause like he wouldn't be, you know, fit to operate in everyday life. So it's like this mental health is serious, man. And, you know, today I wasn't really gonna do this show today because like, I'm, I'm, I'm hurt. I'm, I'm hurt, like, I'm really hurt. I'm really hurt, I'm broken heart. Last time I cried about someone passing was my dog, Princess. And I love Princess. Anybody know I love my dog. But today, I cried. I cried because I love Todd, man. And I'm going to miss him. And I was talking to Landland Sunday. And I would tell him, man, I ain't talking to Todd, man. You know, tell him I love him. He said, that man said that Todd told him to tell me that he's just going through some things right now. And that he loved me, man. Man. So now I... You know what I'm saying? Like the last word from Todd was that he loved me. So I always had passion about what I am and who I am and my calling in life, but, and I wanted Todd to see me shine, man. Just see me, just, just do it, man. I'm going hard for you, Todd. I mean that, man. Stone up, man. For real, man. Stone up, man. Stone up, man. For real, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put on. I'm, gonna, I'm going hard, man. I'm going hard. I always go hard, but I'm not taking no for an answer or anything. All my dreams, everything, it got to happen. Yes, I'm gonna do it for myself. Do it for Sheila. But my boy Todd, man. I'm telling you, I don't really cry about people. It's 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 some family members that are going through some illness right now, and I don't even have that bond with them. I can't even fake it. I can't even I can't even be around. It's like my spirit won't even allow me to be even be around that situation. But that boy Todd, man. So now. His mama like, I got to see if he had insurance. If not, I got to pull money out of my 401k. It just, it's, it's just crazy, man. It just, Todd, I'm gonna miss you, boy, for real, man. And I love you, boy, and I mean that. Squat business, man. I mean that, Todd. I love you, man. I really do, bro. 
man, that picture that we took when you came to Atlanta, man, I'm framing that, bro. That getting blowed up, bro. I'm putting that in a nice frame, bro. Forever, man. Forever, Todd. Like, and I know you up there with God, man, because you're an angel, bro. You're a good one, like Sheila was saying. You had a big heart, man. You help anybody, man. Man, you brought the merch, told you the price. He ain't, he ain't even. No, he just. And then with the, uh, oh, when he treated us to the cheesecake. To the cheesecake, man. He had, like, no problem. Man. Yeah, no problem. Now he was he was he was a brother. And my wife was the my wife don't don't she don't she don't cut for she don't cut for people, man. She's buried. She got a gift of discernment. But even within that gap that you all wasn't talking, I never had like ill feelings towards him. Like he's da 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 da. You just said that he he's going. just going through something. And that's exactly what Landland told me. Landland said, man, just tell for a corner that I'm going through something, man. That's why I ain't <laughs> call him and I love him, man. That's man, that's crazy, man. That's crazy, man. Yeah, the only reason why I haven't touched you yet was because I because I wanted to wait after the podcast because I already know. So I'll do all that after. Because I would I was I we I was gonna cancel it. Yeah. But then you said that you were gonna do it for Todd, so I was yeah, like, told me she said Todd would want you to just stop me. Now he did believe in you and then because we're together he believed in us and I know he's like one that's never and that's one thing he never said anything negative now we're not we're all not perfect but we're just talking about us he never said anything negative about us I know that for a fact I ain't even have to be around he like for corn he said man you got you more boy he said I want I want what you got bro and he was very supportive too. Yeah, he was supportive, man. Cause Todd know, cause see, a lot of these people know me as Stafford, but y'all don't know me as Furquan. See, Furquan is like I had to reinvent myself, and you can't call me Furquan. You can only call me Stafford. Only, only those. You know, I don't even like people. I don't even like, you know. Todd was like the ideal family person, meaning, of course, you're going to go through things with your family, but he wasn't two-faced. He was loyal. And And even if something may have gone wrong, it's not like he's going to shun you. The only reason why is because like he was just going through something and sometimes people when they go through things 
it's like they're just staying focused and then we don't know what some of those things was and you really have to like keep yourself together like you have to speak to yourself sometimes and just be like i just got to keep on going and try not to think of that negativity even though someone in your family or friends may do something but you try not to be negative so it's just like you have to and then sometimes we fight with ourselves as well it's like we want to give up but we know we can't give up that's where the spiritual gloves comes in at but like you said mental mental illness it's serious serious man if you know somebody somebody in your family or friends you're going to have to make a tough decision you're going to have to make some tough decisions for the betterment of that person getting the right help you're right so i think because todd loved his son so much yeah it killed him, yeah. in a sense, you know what I mean? Because he couldn't see it. He couldn't see it. Because he, he, he was just like, I'm not going to give up. I want to try my best because this is what I want to do. Not because he had to, but because he wanted to. Man. Much respect and always love to Mr. Todd Jackson. Todd, I love you, man. Like, man. From Houston. Man, from that yellow man, for real, man, the yellow man, for real, man, just, man, 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 Todd, I ain't gonna lie, bruh. This one hurt, bro. This one hurt, man. This one hurt, man. I'm just, just trying to process it, man. I'm just like, man. It's gonna take you some time. Just knowing that his last words for me was tell for corner I love him, man. Baby Tom was the first one that got to purchase merch, huh? Yes, and he was the first one person that I liked from Houston. And that made a big difference because it was giving me hope. Now I'm talking about as far as male because I talked to Mama B, so I'm not talking about Mama B. I'm talking about male or someone who's not mama be, you know, the separation. See man, let me tell you this. I'm a street dude, I really am, but but I'm a champ, but I'm a self-educated, I love to read books. So I'm a street dude who 
who fell in love with the library and reading books and self-educating myself about things that I have a high interest in. And that's what made me stick out in the hood. It was like I can be in the streets, and, but then I had to cut off and say, man, I got to get up and go, go to class in the morning, or I got to go study, man. Man, I know all of us got to go someday. And I didn't accept my fate with God. I guess when someone is close to you and it, and it hits home, it, it feels different. It feels different. Especially when you, when someone that you know that really loves you and believes in you. Like Todd was saying, you know, like for Kwame, man, I'm proud of you, boy. Man, you come a long way from the hood, boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, so when I talk to these kids, I'm talking from experience. I'm talking from someone who been been in a lot of environments. I have been there, and it wasn't. It wasn't um, no paper. It was God, hand on the light. And I'm a legend in the hood, man. Straight up. I'm a legend. I'm going to run for Georgia Senate, too. I'm going to be a Georgia Senator real soon next year. I'm going. I'm, man, I'm, I'm, man, I'm telling you, I'm going, I'm, man, Georgia State Senator, first one Stafford, 2024, it's going down, I promise you, man, I'm not losing, I'm not, I'm not losing, I am not losing, I'm not losing, I'm not, I'm not going to lose. I'm not gonna lose because I'm authentic, I'm real. I'm not no politician. I'm just like the dude that you be seeing in at Walmart. I'm him. I'm an ordinary guy doing extraordinary things by the grace of God, that's it. I don't, I don't play with the community. My boy Tracy Snow say, you always had that ambition where you wanted to be a pillar in the community, brother. He said, man, your struggle is real. I had a very, I had a very hard life growing up, man. Very childhood. I ain't had no childhood. But I got to go hard for Todd. I got to go hard for myself. I got to go hard for my wife. I got to go hard for the brand. I know God uprooted me from Houston and planted me in Atlanta. Cause them boys they were trying to kill me too. Them haters was trying to kill me, man. They were trying to kill me, man.
The Stafford Boxing Club is going down. We're going to have a gym. We Shout out to Abbasadi from Nigeria. She's our first professional boxer that we sponsor, the Stafford Boxing. Us. They say, man, how come, they say, Stafford, how come you ain't, you didn't uh, sponsor nobody in the U.S.? Because most people in the U.S. feel entitled. Whereas Abbasetti in Nigeria, she grateful. She on the bridge, training in the dirt. That's who we are. We get it out the dirt. That image represent who we are. We get it out the dirt. We grind for it. We grustless. We grind and we hustlers. That's what we do. And she represent in the spirit of who I am and who she lives. The Stafford boxing, the making of champions. And she's so grateful to everything. After setting, she she listen. You talk to these kids in the United States, they want they want to talk back. They want to disrespect you. They want to do all that, bro. This young lady. We met her, my wife met her. We put on the podcast show. On the podcast show, the Lord spoke to us. We walked out on faith. We sent her about a thousand dollars worth of stuff to Nigeria. And the crazy part about it is she grateful. She grateful, she appreciative. And so when you interact with someone that's grateful and appreciative and make you go all out for them. In the United States, I'm not saying there's no there's not no talent. There's plenty of talent. But the attitude, you got attitude problems, you're not focused, you're distracted. It's all about that money. And yes, money is important tool that we need to maintain and survive. But that young lady over there in Nigeria, Abbasetti, she's fighting for our country. Most black people in America don't feel, they don't have that type of passion of a love for America, even though, even though America is the best country in the world. Why do you think everybody comes to America? Because it's the land of opportunities and you see these foreign people they come to America and they just run circles around people who were born particularly us African Americans I said it you're not gonna do nothing about it either if anything you need to do something to yourself look in the mirror and check yourself all this entertainment foolish crap going on ain't about nothing bro it's crazy how our community supports foolishness, but we don't support empowerment. Anytime you talk about doing something different, it's like you get attacked, you don't get supported because we're not talking about that stuff to destroy poison our community. And another thing that I see is that 
positive marriages, a black man and a black woman, y'all don't want to support that. But if I was like an entertainer and, you know, I'm cursing all on social media, all on YouTube, all on X and TikTok, making a fool of myself, then you get likes. But I ain't into no likes. I don't know nothing about that. I'm into making a difference. Me, I'm working on getting my name on the street and my name on the building and the statue. Those are my goals in life. I want to be remembered. Like Robert Greene, he reads so many books that he go back to the, the 1400. Hmm. And, and talk about people who did extraordinary things and translate it into today's time. The 1400? That's over 600 years ago. Mm -hmm. I want to be remembered like that. So the only way that I can be remembered I got to believe in God to do the impossible in my life. That way you'll know it was God and it will set me apart from every other man. And that's what I am, set me apart. Many are called, few are chosen, but from that chosen, the remnant is set apart. I'm that set apart, I believe in myself. If you don't believe in me, that's cool. That's what you do. I believe in myself to the point that people will believe in me for the fact that I believe in myself. I'm done. You don't want to say anything else? Nah, kind of uh, just go today. All right, you all. I'll say what I was going to say for the next time. Oh, before, I, before we go, I just want to say something about that fight. Okay. Charlo, bro, I ain't gonna lie, bro. He ain't trying. Hey, bro. He ain't trying. Hey, bro. All that old talk you were talking, all that barking, all that other type stuff, bro. You get in the ring and you do that, bro. And you talking about you and him? Hey, bro, that was a bad representation for the black community, Charlo. That was that was embarrassing, bro. You was in that ring fighting to not get hurt. And I get it. That's what you're supposed to break. You ain't even fight back, bro. You I should have known back, Charlo. Bro. I really thought he was gonna win, but then Man. in the back of my mind I knew because did you see that video where he was being disrespectful to his uh twin brother's wife, calling her a bee see and all that? Saying? And that's how and I should have went off of that because you can't you can't you can't do that. He had called her now look, I understand that it's a difference between okay, you're fighting, you're eating well, you're going to training camp. You're doing everything that you're supposed to do because you're supposed to win, right? But in your personal life, when you are disrespectful like that, 
to anybody, especially your brother and then his wife and to call her a B and you should have never met, you should have never married her. I should have went off of that, even though those are two in two separate no, categories. No, because Cus said that's a person character. Yeah, and the character and their character can then that, that go was, into that was the ring. Great. That's what I'm saying. And Canelo gave him a half a, a half a uh, pie. And a, then Canelo. Pie. And then Canelo gave, he gave you a big old slice of that humble pie, and, bro. He, Hey, bro, he took your manhood. And bro. then Canelo, he was like, Class. when when Charlo said, I'm a lion, and Canelo was like, okay, well, whatever beats a lion, he was pretty much saying, that's, I'm him. <laughs> Man. That's me. And, and he Did you see how Cale Canelo was, babe? How yeah, he carried he's been, yeah, he was he very humble. See, I, I, made, I made a mistake. I don't even know how I even did that thing with Charlo. I don't even know what I was thinking. That that was I said I I, I said that, it that was, was gonna bad, be a good fight. I thought was it was bad, gonna be a good fight. That was a bad that was a hey bad man, move on, Charlo, my, man, on my behalf. Hey man, you robbed them people without a pistol, man. I don't even have they I, said on the pay per views that it's between now between one million and one point two million. But what I'm PPP. saying though, people didn't get their money worth. No, because Charlo just he was just like he was a can of tomato. Man, for real, bro. You you was the disgrace. He wasn't even you, trying. Man, even Terrence you, Crawford had said. Hey, bro, you cap, bro. Terrence like, was like, I don't even want that. That's that's, like, bro, that's you, nothing. I don't even think Canelo wants to fight Terrence Crawford right now either. I don't even think that was gonna, that's gonna happen. No, man. See, everybody was projecting that Canelo didn't have the same type of fight in him like he used to when he was younger, right? Yeah. But for but Canelo he <laughs> he got up he for his fight. He showed everybody wrong. You, you know what I am gonna say this because I'm trying I, I thought I wasn't supposed to say it, but I'm supposed to say it. Because uh, I was just gonna go, but apparently I'm supposed to say it, so I have to be obedient. This is gonna be very short, okay, you all. I've been personally really working on myself just to be a better person for God, for my husband, just to be better internally, my heart, my emotions, having my emotions under control, being uh, listening, doing the right thing behind closed doors in front of people, holding myself accountable, working on my attitude and just being that woman of God, walking with God, not being a hypocrite. So there's three verses that I just want to say real quick. So Proverbs 31 verse 1 is King Lemuel's mother who taught, was teaching him. And she was talking to him. And these are some inspiring words that she said to him. And this is about the Proverbs 31 woman, the Proverbs 31 wife. Proverbs 31.10, a wife of noble character who can find, she is worth far more than rubies. 31 verse 11, her husband has full confidence in her, lacks nothing of value. And the last one is 31.12, she brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. And we all know that 
we're us women, we're not going to be exactly like the Proverbs 31 woman, but you can learn from her. You can learn from her ways. You can, but it has to come from the heart. And how we need to start doing that is God, putting God first, having a relationship with God, staying in his word and praying. But the most important thing is wanting to change, not because someone's making you change, but because you want to change to be and become a better woman, a better mother, a better wife, a better friend, a better daughter. That's really what it's about. And that has to be in our heart. And the word of God for me and what I pray to God for is God, please work on my heart because that's where everything is gonna come from, the truth in the words that we say and how we act and how we dress and how we react. And in verse 10, she is hard to find, especially nowadays. Hmm. And that's because, as my husband had said on the last podcast or the last show, everybody looks alike. All the women look alike. All the women are doing the same. Not all women, excuse me. Let me say that because I don't know all women. And no, I am not judging you. I, ju I judge myself. I critique myself. I, I look in the mirror. And whether if you're twerking or being disrespectful to your parents, being disrespectful to your children, but more so being disrespectful to your husband, not honoring your husband, not serving your husband, not submitting to your husband. Yes, the men are too, but I'm just talking about the woman's role, the wife's role. These are things that we're supposed to be doing. These are things that we should want to do because we love and we want to use the gifts and talents that God has given us. And that's a part of ministry. Yes, we're going to get tired. Sometimes we may not want to do something. So I'll tell my husband, I don't even feel like cooking, so we're going to have to get something, so we'll be ready for the next day. I mean, that's fine. We're not going to be perfect, but I'm just saying, let's start working on change. Let's start working on ourselves. Let's start holding ourselves accountable. And if your husband is telling you something, just listen. It's sit down. Eat some cheese and crackers. If you drink wine, have some wine. I don't know, or water or juice. And I think we just start, we need to start listening with our heart and our ears and not with our emotions. Because there's sometimes that I won't listen with my emotions. But then if my husband tells me something, I, sometimes I can listen with my emotions. But then later on, I'm just like, okay. I'm my emotions, okay, that's that's gone. And then I'm just gonna put what he said and just work it out the best way that I can. And it's a lot of cheating going on with these wives, with wives. I don't think we need to do that. Please everybody remember the covenant and the vows that you made with each other and that you made with God. Maybe before you get married, 
you might want to read over those vows because if you can't honor those vows, then I would suggest that you should not get married through um, poor or rich because you're going to go through, some people are going to go through the financial. No, you, everybody's going to go through. Well, I'm just saying everybody. some people are just born into wealth. No, but then, sometimes, yeah. well, some, it is some people that are just born into wealth from their families and it's just handed down now it's up to them whether or not if they're going to divide by the, the money that's, that's like the two percent yeah but i'm just saying majority people are going to go through that gonna face some financial troubles and then you may have some type of health issues yes <laughs> you might want to think about that too life tragedy things that you have no you know no way of knowing that it's coming your way that's out of control uh, Wise women will want to change, and the wise men are actually looking for this type of wife who is hard to find. She is hard to find. I'm good, but I don't know about this because I'm. So I just cut that short because I was supposed to say that, but let's just start working on that. And I would suggest that wives just to go and read those three. And then just read that whole chapter, really, Proverbs 31. And that's it. I'm looking forward to um, the kids and our mentoring program. Looking forward to, you know. Starting off with that. Starting off with that new journey. We just have to wait. It's a certain month yeah. that we are, yeah. can start to see them. Yeah. And then on top of that, you know, we had to make some adjustments, some things came up. And so it was in the best interest of our club, our mentoring program that we go in a different direction. And that's the thing about life, business, whatever is, there are going to be times where things happen and you got to make sure that mentally you are together to make the right decisions. and. Not that your spirit be cloudy and just to piggyback on what she was talking about, about that Proverbs 31 woman. I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I, when I, the last time I had came out of a relationship, I, I told God, I said, Daddy, I want you to pick, you know, my, my wife because I'm getting these Coca-Cola bottles, but they ain't got no Coca-Cola in it. I need a woman that got that pop, you know, that's gonna walk with me because of the calling that's on my life. Every woman ain't gonna be able to walk with me. And so next month gonna be 15 years, Miss Sheila. Yeah. Whew. Lord have mercy. Oh, and congratulations to Caroline Dubois. Yeah, for real. The IBO lightweight. She showed out ninth round, first round, very interesting. Second round was getting even more interesting, and the fourth and the sixth. You already know, and they she and she was not fighting a can of tomatoes either. No, she was trying her hardest, but I told y'all to watch out for Miss Dubois. She is coming, and she got that it, and she got that confidence. Yeah, Abbasetti coming, maybe from Nigeria. She yeah, coming. so look Tell out for her too. She coming. Yeah, for real. Just at the right time. The Everything right is going to happen at the right time. But she putting in that work. She ain't twerking. She working. Facts. Man. We just want to say we love you all. 
let's start getting along. Let's wow. start talking to each other. Let's start supporting each other. Let's start holding each other accountable because tomorrow is never promised. Stafford boxing. The making of champions. Mm-hmm. <laughs>